Welcome to Chapter 8, Performance-Based Contracts. All right, welcome back. Now, to help focus this show, I think I'll start off with a couple quotes. As always, we have a couple quotes here to begin to frame the work that we're about to do. Our first quote is in a well-known Chinese proverb. I'm sure you've heard this before. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard that before. Our second quote comes from a widely known name, a novelist and poet who graced our world from 1854 to 1900. I'm sure you've heard his name before, and if not, it might sound familiar. His name is Oscar Wilde, and his quote is, One should always play fairly when one has the winning cards. (laughs) So our first quote, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And our second quote, one should always play fairly when one has the winning cards. I selected these quotes to open chapter 8 and this show because it's most important we begin to understand how the concept of playing fairly plays a key role to receiving and giving worth wisely. For example, do you recall the last time you worked hard to earn something only to learn your work was just not enough to earn what you wanted? What did you learn from that experience? How did that experience help or hurt you since that time? Do these questions trigger some memories from what you learned in our discussions from chapter six? Yeah, get what you pay for. You might want to go back and revisit that show. You get what you pay for. Or let me reframe the issue a little bit. How do you feel when someone changes the rules before you agree to those changes? They change the rules in the middle of the game. Do you mind? I probably bet you do. And I bet you'd like to know about those changes before they're made, or at least have some input on them, right? So maybe think of it this way. Do you believe you have the right to change the rules without seeking agreement or consensus first after you've agreed upon something? Remember, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So, yes, it's true. Whether you know it or not, your life started based on a performance-based contract. (laughs) While you lived under your parents' roof, your life was a performance-based contract. Did that roof come with a set of rules and expectations? I bet they did. Had to be home by certain times, had to do certain things. That's part of a performance-based contract. Did you do something by a certain time in order to receive some sort of reward or avoid a penalty? Uh, That's part of a performance-based contract. What about your school days? Do you recall how attendance, rules, and grades played a part of how you felt about yourself or how others viewed you? How did you earn that grade? Every assignment most likely came with a list of what to learn and how to learn those ABCs. And after you turned in your report, or gave your presentation, or took some type of test, your teacher used some sort of known criteria to assign a grade. These criteria created a way for everyone to know what to expect, 
right from the start. If your formal school days are a distant memory, you most likely earn some type of income based on some agreement established before you started receiving that income. Most employers state a start and end time, and between those times you're given tasks to successfully complete in some form or fashion. Provided you successfully complete those tasks within the required time frame, you're prized or penalized based on some known set of rules. Income streams in the form of interest, dividends, gifts, and related financial rewards also come with some type of verbal or written contract or agreement. Those are performance-based contracts. Here's another example. If you've ever signed a legal document of any type, a mortgage, a rental agreement, a lease, a loan application, a service contract, a job application, guess what? You signed a performance-based contract. (laughs) Go read one of them. See what you've signed. I hope you understand and agree to such contracts well before you sign them. Once signed, your contract becomes a legally binding document. Overall, if you know what you're getting into in advance, you most likely want as many rewards possible and at the same time avoid all the penalties you can. Now, it's true that some performance-based contracts might be subject to legal scrutiny if you end up in court. However, legal documents most often reflect state and federal case law, legislation, or a combination of the two. So when you set your signature to any legal document, I hope you take the time to understand what you're agreeing to. More often than not, legal contracts favor those who want your signature. So do yourself a favor. Hire a legal expert to review any significant contracts to make sure that you not only understand what you're getting into, but that your interests are satisfied as well. So, now, what would it be like to enter into a performance-based contract, or we're going to call them PBCs from here forward. What would it be like for you to enter into a PBC where rewards and penalties were poorly defined or not understood at all? Or worse yet, what if agreements changed all the time without any advanced warning? Has that ever happened to you? (laughs) I bet it has. Have you ever worked really hard to receive something based on some previously known standard or agreement? Then after working so hard, you sadly discover the standard or agreement changed without your knowledge or approval. All too often, such changes happen even in the best of relationships. And we can kind of do that to ourselves. We change the rules on ourselves often. When something formally agreed upon changes without warning, trust is often trampled or completely trashed. Over time, if you're trampled enough times, <laughs> you're going to leave no matter what. So do yourself a favor. On the very first time your trust is tampered with, Do your best to learn from it. Change what needs to be changed, get it in writing, or leave. Period. More often than not, if people aren't willing to put something in writing, even on a very simple level, your intuition may tell you, stop, leave, get away. If you listen to your gut, you'll reduce your chances of being burned. As you might guess by now, 
Performance-based contracts, PBCs, play a vital role in the success or failure of any relationship. Any relationship, fresh or firm, foreign or familiar. Why? Well, such contracts help you establish trust. And trust naturally inspires almost effortlessly success in many, many forms. For, you see, as we build a high level of trust based on clear, concise, well-communicated goals and expectations, we consistently enjoy success. Do we not? When things are spelled out and you have the help to get them done, you're going to be successful. Sadly, such excuses around not doing this work is not enough time. I just don't have enough time. Or I don't have enough money. (laughs) Well, sadly, such excuses often result in spending more time and more money as we try to achieve successful outcomes. Think about that. Have you ever tried to take a shortcut thinking it's going to save you time or it's going to save you money? And it ended up costing you more time and possibly double the money? (laughs) I bet it has. Based on the examples that you've just listened to, you're no stranger to PBCs. More importantly, by the time you get done with this show and you read Chapter 8, I think you'll consider it strange when significant relationships lack at least a basic understanding of what they want from you and what you expect from them. You might want to create a PBC with yourself. And you're probably thinking, oh my God, Soul Dancer is crazy. Well, you do this, actually, when you set personal goals. And frankly, it's important that you do create some goals, some performance-based contracts. And here's why. Listen up. This is extremely important. If you don't know what you want or what others want of you, how do you know what's worth doing or what's worth not doing? (laughs) Think about that. If it's worth doing, you better know what you plan to give as well as what you plan to receive. True? Chapter 8 suggests you use performance-based contracts in just about every situation. No matter how familiar you might be about what is asked of you or the people involved, I don't care if they're family and friends or partners, you might want to consider writing it out. A written contract consists of just a few things, and they can make or break what you set out to accomplish. Think about this. Your to-do list, something as simple as your to-do list, your personal to-do list, is, in some respects, a performance-based contract. And we'll unfold that in Chapter 8 as you do the exercise in Exercise 19. From what you've heard so far, Are you surprised to learn that you've lived with performance-based contracts from the day you were born? (laughs) Even more surprising, do you now understand how you'll live with PBCs all your life until your last breath? And depending on your spiritual leanings, you might discover that your contract is eternal. (laughs) That's a whole other show or a whole other series I have a sneaking suspicion, so... Fear not. 
You've already created, completed, and celebrated hundreds, if not thousands, of PBCs by now. So this show leads you through the process of step-by-step how to do a performance-based contract. Now, we're going to go over it lightly in this show. It's much more detailed in the book in Chapter 8. So do your exercise in Chapter 8. By the time you're done, you'll understand how to create, implement, and maintain an easy, ethical, realistic, and rewarding contract of all shapes and sizes. We'll start out with a basic outline, really suitable for just about any anything. And with a basic outline in hand, you can explore how to create a more detailed contract to adequately meet the needs of more complex situations. And then as you become more aware of how to create a balanced ethical contract, you're going to find yourself honoring everyone's worth, everyone's worth, including your own, with ease and grace. So here we are. Here's your pad and pen time. A simple performance-based contract includes the following four items. They include these ingredients. The first ingredient is performance. What are those things you're going to actually do? Next are rules. How are you going to do what you're going to do? The third ingredient is how are you going to be rewarded? What types of rewards are you going to receive? When are you going to receive them? How are you going to receive them? And the last ingredient to a PBC is penalties or consequences. Meaning if you do not do what you say you're going to do, what happens? When does it happen? How does it happen? Now, these four items really honestly need not be long-winded, tedious, drafted, creativity-crushing commandments. It really doesn't. It's possible to create a one-page contract with four simple lines. (laughs) Uh, So how? Well, it's time you read and do the work suggested in Exercise 26 in Chapter 8 of Pay Me What I'm Worth. Once you've completed this exercise, you're going to significantly increase your chances to be more effortlessly able to give and receive worth effortlessly. And just remember, creating a basic PBC is easy to do when you boil it down to the simple performance tasks, rules, rewards, and penalties. Remember, tasks, rules, reward, penalties. And you'll do amazingly well if you remember to kiss your performance-based contracts. K-I-S-S. Keep it super simple. Keep it super simple. Simplicity inspires creativity. Simply tell people about your intended goal. Invite them to use all their natural, ethical, legal talents and skills to achieve that goal. Often, a simple PBC will take the form of one well-crafted paragraph. A paragraph four sentences long. Here is an example. Here's an example of a performance-based, a generic performance-based contract. If I successfully produce X widgets or X outcome by X date, I'll receive 
X dollars or X days off or X pay or X award, whatever you want to put in there. If I fail to produce X widgets or outcome by X date, I'll owe X dollars per day or I'll owe something per day until I produce X widgets or outcome. Really quite simple. What is it that I'm expected to do? How am I going to do it? How will I be rewarded? Or how will I be penalized? That's it. (laughs) So how about a little fun? To help summarize and wrap up this show, let's test drive Chapter 8's content with a simple contract. I want you to think of a simple contract you're going to make with yourself that's no more than four lines long. And once again, that contract is going to consist of first a task. Let's say your task is simply to wake up on time. Well, if that task is to wake up on time, what's the rule? The rule would be as I will set my alarm at a time that I know I can wake up on time. So there's your rule. Now to wake up on time with the rule of setting your alarm, the reward is, is you're going to wake up on time. Your day is going to start flowing when it should. A penalty, if you don't wake up on time, well, what does that do? It generally sets the dominoes in motion, doesn't it? Everything else seems to be kind of falling behind that day. So a performance-based contract could be as simple as, I want to wake up on time. To wake up on time, I will set my alarm. When I wake up with my alarm, I wake up on time so that my day goes well. If I don't wake up on time, my day won't go well. That's it. That's as difficult as it gets. (laughs) First, you decide on a task you wish to complete. Now, I'm going to ask you to think about a task that you want to do maybe over a longer extended time, maybe like over a month. Find out what type of task you want to do. Start playing around with these contracts, but please keep it simple. Keep it simple. Keep it realistic. And if you can, ask a friend to be part of this contract to invite additional accountability into the process. Next, put some structure around how you'll go about completing this task. Use realistic numbers, such as so many hours, so many days, so many dollars, so many widgets. Make sure that you have access to all of those as you're putting your contract together. Third, enjoy some brainstorming in a variety of different ways that you're going to reward yourself all along the way, not just at the end of the contract. It's too easy to just put that big goal up there and then have the reward sitting out there way at the end. Well, guess what? There's ways to reward yourself all away along the process. Celebrate. Do something simple. It could be as simple and simple as having a bubble bath or enjoying an ice cream cone. (laughs) Sprinkle in some rewards along the way. And finally, with the contract, be gentle with yourself but be real when it comes to the consequences or penalties. If you don't keep true to your contract, try to create a consequence or a penalty that is actually productive in some sort of way. For example, my performance-based contract might mean that I keep the dishes washed and put away on a daily basis. And my penalty might be, besides the dishes not being washed, that I'll not only have to wash them, But I'll have to vacuum, too. (laughs) So that vacuuming actually accomplishes something constructive. So, once you've completed 
of a contract, I would suggest that you think about sleeping on it because sleeping has a way of giving your subconscious, your higher self, a chance to chew on it a little bit. Allow a good night's rest to work its magic on what you've planned. When you return to your contract, review and revise it as needed. You might want to review exercise 19 in chapter 5 called SMARTER, S-M-A-R-T-E-R, goals. It will help you create some really good performance-based contracts. And don't forget to print and sign it. (laughs) Yes, print and sign your contract, even if it's just to yourself. A signed contract with yourself to do what you say you're going to do will help inspire you to actually follow through on it. It will begin to help you hold a little bit of accountability as well. Until our next show, this is Soul Dancer. And once again, thank you for your time. May you enjoy fully this day for all it's worth. Why? Well, because you're worth it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.